Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, topics, stipulations, first down, played it. Presenting topics for kind, easy to time, braided. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Keys to the city from All Noise Radio, Clovercrest Media. And if you get to miss today's episode, remember, you can watch us on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify as well. I know everybody's got Spotify now. Amazon Prime, iTunes. Like I said last week, Keys of the City is all over the place. So if you're, what, are you having a hard time over there? You're having a hard time over there. <laughs> you're having a hard time. I wasn't going to talk until the mic was Speaking on. Speaking of a hard time, and talk about, I guess, the dark cloud and the curse is on the New York Giants. We're not going to get into them fully, but the breaking news earlier, another receiver goes down. Corey Coleman. Torn ACL. Gone. The Giants should just, I mean, they should have, remember the movie Invis- uh, Invincible with uh, Mark Wahlberg? They should have tryouts. Papali. Yeah, Vince Papali. They should have tryouts for who should be playing on the, re- Rayu. Call I'm, the hot dog I'm, I'm, vendor guy. I'm ready. Go, okay, I, uh, are you sure about that? I am ready. Are you sure? The New York Giants, it's like a dark cloud is over them now. It's like Jesus is saying, bam, that's what you get for trading Odell Beckham Jr. Guess what? Sterling Shepard could be out until week one. 24 hours later, not even, their number three receiver, Corey Coleman, is done for the year. Darius Slayton, the rookie Darius from Slayton Auburn, is also dealing with hamstring injuries. Hamstring injuries. Wow. Talk about... The dark cloud and the the no luck. You know what a lot of people it's would say if they were listening to us right now? They'd be like, you're overreacting. We're not overreacting because our wide receiver depth when we lost OBJ dramatically decreased. Okay, We didn't have a number one guy on our team. Yeah, we picked up Golden Tate, but we didn't have a number one guy. I look at Shepard and Golden Tate as number twos. I had high expectations for Corey Coleman this year. I really did. Now, I didn't think he was going to be a thousand I thought he could have been. Yeah, but I thought but he could have been a pro- guy that The came, way he played down yeah. the stretch last year, he was a first-round draft pick out of Baylor mm-hmm. for the Cleveland Browns. He, he was able to play oh special teams. He could kick return and punt return. Gave, gave the, uh, the Giants an ability that we haven't had in a while to return kicks and actually produce positive yards. God forbid we – God forbid we ever do – we return a kick. Last time I re- remember a kickoff being – or a punt return ever remember was the Ron Dixon one. No, Dominic Hickson. Dominic, okay. Dominic Dom- Hickson, Dixon, David Dixon, Wilson, yeah. guys like that. But it's been so long. It's just the way that the Giants' season could be moving Daniel forward. Daniel Jones is making great passes to the water coolers on the sidelines <laughs> that people are already ripping. Them. Look, you know what? Whatever. It's training camp, but it's just unfortunate. Forget about all the missed throws and the interceptions. It's training camp. It happens. We're back. But we're back. Football's back, but it's not starting the way we want it to for us Giant fans. As our number one receiver is out for a couple weeks and could be out until week one. And then our number three receiver, number four receiver, whatever. One of those guys that going to take that, take that next step up with Beckham gone. His season is now, now done. And his tenure with the Giants could be 
sadly over with as well. Now, this is good for guys like Russell Shepard and guys that were possibly not going to make this roster. Now we're going to have a realistic chance to to do something important. Now, like you said, Trevor, we're not going to just talk about the Giants. Say this, we're back, folks. Listen, this is what we live for. Football. No, we're always back. No, we're accused. The city is always back. I, I, some people yes. get confused, but football. I know it's beautiful out. I know it's still ninety degrees, but football, ladies and gentlemen, is back. Teams are training camp, and it, guess what? This is for us. This is this is it. This is what we love, Listen, man. We love not football. Just us, man. It's been it's been in our blood forever. We love football. It's our life. This is our sport. Well, we got we got fantasy football going to be coming up. We well, got that's another thing we'll have to talk about. I got about. my college football team, the Florida Gators, start training camp today, August twenty fourth. They'll be playing against the Miami Hurricanes. Football's back, bro. I'm, I'm I'm excited. There's there's so much things that going on right now. You know, I mean, we were talking about it today in the storylines. You know, we're going to talk about a bunch of things today going through the divisions. I mean, what is there not to talk about with football? There's so much. Well, first of all, here's the thing. you got the rookie quarterbacks and the guys get, you know, get drafted this year. How Kyler Murray, how is he going to do? Daniel Jones, Mm -hmm. you know, those are the top quarterbacks that you see. What about Dwayne Haskins? Well, yes, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. You see the The holdouts. The the, holdouts right now is going to be the big story. Big. that's, That's what it seems like to be the talk of the town, of the state. Of the NFL world right now is the big name players, and we said it yesterday. It's not like these guys are mid-level players, players that are just trying to make the team. These are guys that are home run threats. Some of the best players, and all players that are on not just playoff teams, Super Bowl but teams. but Super Bowl aspirations, teams that are right on the cusp of getting to a Super Bowl, or even winning it, and some of their best players, if not their best players, are not coming to play, training camp, or not showing up. What are you doing? Stretching, What the bro. hell are you doing? Stretching, man. I'm doing practice in my swing. <laughs> got to stay Got to stay ready for Sunday. You know Michael what I mean? Thomas is out. Zeke is not reporting. Melvin Gordon is not reporting. Jadavian Clowney. There's a bunch of other guys that are not going to be attending training camp. And for these teams that are hoping to get to that that dream scenario of hoisting a Lombardi trophy, well, they have to first deal with some of their home run hitters. Yeah, they don't have to worry about a guy tearing his ACL on the first day of camp. No, they just got to hope that he shows up if they don't give him the contract. He's going to show up. They're all going to show up. I know. But that's what everybody's talking about. What we want to start talking about is is the divisions. NFC East, AFC East, we're going to go through it all, but we're not going through, we're going to go through it differently. We're going to go with teams, one team, I got to give the rules because yeah, as we know, if, if anybody, that people that listen to this show, you know Ted, he rambles on too much, so I got to tell him the rules. I have to give him rules now. I can't even just just play, go with it. I have to. I gotta be rules. like a dog on a leash. Yes, I have to I'll give. I'll run away. <laughs> you're like a dog chasing traffic. You wouldn't know what to do if you caught it, you know? That's a joker. You see, he doesn't even know. I was going to say, like, Rocky chasing the score. But <laughs> go ahead. So here's the rules. Let me know. So we're going to go through all the divisions, AFC and NFC. We'll close out with the East, the AFC and NFC East. I know we should start with it, but we're not. That's the most intriguing one to us. We'll get into that. And why we came up with the players as well. So we're doing teams and players, one player. 
Did you hear that, Ted? One player, yes, I know, not huh? two, I know. not three, we, one listen. player. So, and then I... after all this concludes, will give us the reason why this one position. It's the bottom line of this game, and it's well, the main was, reason. You to forgot this game one other well. rule. Give me the other rule. So the rules were for this thing. We were going to talk about the division. We're not making predictions. We're not going to talk about any individual teams and break it down. We'll be doing that the next four to five weeks before the season starts. Yes. So what we said was we're going to pick one team that had the most pressure in the division. Mm-hmm. And we also said we're going to pick the player in the division that we thought was the, the most, yes. was, it had the most pressure slash importance in that division. So here we go. This is how we're going to start. We're going to start with the NFC North. Ted? Yes, the NFC North. The team that is facing the most pressure. Who is your team? It's the Green Bay Packers. And the reason why I chose the Green Bay Packers is this team is coming off a 6-9-1 season. Now, when we think about the Packers, at least in the last 10 years, we think of a, uh, a team that's won the division multiple times. They've literally been the front runner, okay? Yeah. They've literally they've won it like seven of the 10 years. And I – and the Bears have won it like once or twice, and the Vikings have won it once. But, you know, when, they ha- when you have one of the best players in all the NFL and Aaron Rodgers, you're almost expected, like the Patriots, to win the division every year. So they had a really poor season last year. Aaron Rodgers, and I said, yeah, he didn't have a great season. You laughed at me yesterday. He goes, he had 26 touchdowns, two picks. I said, but it still wasn't the same season that we expected. Well, yeah, he was Rodgers. dealing with injuries and so, they were just struggling. Yeah. So for me, the team that has the most pressure is, is, the, uh, is the Green Bay Packers. They got a new coach mm-hmm. and Matt LaFleur from the Titans. Listen, if, if this doesn't pan out, you know, there's going to be a lot of question marks. They drafted five of their eight guys in the draft this year were defensive players. They went all defense mostly. When we thought, and we both did the NFL draft preview, we thought they were going to go offense, pick tight end, maybe wide receiver. And help help your franchise they quarterback. They went defense. Help your franchise quarterback. So out. I think the team that has the most pressure, and it's, not the, and it's not that any other team doesn't have pressure, but when I look at the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's 36 years old. They got a brand-new head coach. They have to show that they can win and produce because we all know you want to get to that second and third Super Bowl so you can start putting yourself name with the same guys. Because I don't put Rodgers in the same category as other guys who have won one Super Bowl. To me, the team that faces the most pressure is the – do we have a caller? Yeah, we do. Do we have a caller? Nolan Rich. Let's pick it up. Let's pick, pick it, up. it up. We haven't had a call. Let's get a caller. Nolan. Nolan. Do we have him? He's on. Nolan, do you hear us? <laughs> There's always some technical difficulties. Nolan, can you hear us? Yep. Yeah, he hung up. All right. Damn. Hopefully he can call back. To me, the Minnesota Vikings are the team that face the most pressure. Look, this is a team two years ago that was looking like they were going to the Super Bowl. They were going to host it in their own stadium. We thought this team, with their dominant defense, was going to come back. They were Super Bowl favorites last year. One of the Super Bowl favorites coming in. And don't know what happened. I mean, they had a better season with Case Keenum as their quarterback over Kirk Cousins. Think about that. Case Keenum, that's already been on two other teams since being the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. This team's window is closing. Mike Zimmer, his tenure as a coach could be coming to an end too if he has another poor year. I won't say so if he goes like a nine and seven, to me that's still a poor season for them because this is a team that their window is closing. Now you could go either Green Bay or you could go Minnesota. Minnesota, to me, they have the talent. 
They got the playmakers. They have the defense. They all have to put it together now. And it's on the Minnesota Vikings this year. That This division is, we always want to take out Detroit and minus them already out. But this is could be a three-team race for that NFC North. Player now. Player for me, it's easy. It's For me, it's Kirk Cousins. Okay. And the reason I say, listen, you, when you get a fully guaranteed contract, the first NFL player ever to do so was $84 billion. There's pressure to live up to those expectations. Now, he had statistically last year a good season. He had 4,300 yards passing, 30 touchdowns, 10 picks. But they were 8-7-1. You know, this was a team that, like, you know, you had aspirations of Super Bowl last year. Now, I know Dalvin Cook was injured last year. You have two elite receivers in Stephon Diggs and Thielen. They just re-signed Kyle Rudolph. Mike Zimmer, you know, he's a defensive-minded coach. They brought back Anthony Barr. They have – they, all levels of the defense are great. So, for me, you have to live up to that fully guaranteed. And if you don't win, you you're not the contract will never live up to the expectations, and you as a player will never. He's this is one thing I'll say a reason why I picked him, and I said make or break here, and I wrote this. His record, his career record is 32, 30, and two as a starter. You're a 500 quarterback record. How are you going to be? Are you going to be an 8-8 eight and eight quarterback? Or are you going to be 12-4 and four and you're going to lead this team to a championship? Because to your point, when you put the most pressure on it, it goes with Cousins because this team, if they don't win a Super Bowl or at least get to the Super Bowl this year, there is going to be major changes in Minnesota following next year. So we're flip-flopping on this one. For me, the player that has the most pressure is Aaron Rodgers. All I've ever heard for the past three or four years is Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the game. He could end up being the greatest quarterback of all time. He might be the most unreal type quarterback we've ever most seen in this league. Would be the most year. gifted. Okay, that, that most gifted quarterback in this league. What has he done for you? What has he done for me? What has he done for Packer fans? What has he done for Aaron Rodgers fans? What has he done? I know that there's, oh, he has... He has offensive line issues. He has injury problems. No weapons surrounding him. Look, folks, when Tom Brady loses players every year and somehow gets to the Super Bowl and wins it still, don't give me the excuses anymore. This is all on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers needs to put up or shut up. Nolan, can you hear us now? Good. How you doing, pal? You're maybe the most pressure on this year. Yeah, we were actually. I'm, I'm glad you said. It's funny you said that because we were just going in to the AFC North. I was finishing up the NFC North, and I said Rodgers. All we ever hear about is the past couple of years that he's the greatest quarterback in this league right now. He could go down as one of the greatest. He's had excuses after excuses, but Brady continues to lose players and somehow gets to the Super Bowl, wins it or loses it. I don't want to hear any more excuses. It's time for put up or shut up for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. I agree, you guys. And especially now, he's got a good defense. Yes, exactly. Got to put up or shut up. Exactly. I know you got the new coach now, but now it's time for him to do Aaron Rodgers things. And if he can't get over the hump, no more. I'm done. I'm sick and tired of the, the people saying it that are, oh, he's, oh, excuses after excuses. No more. And I'm glad you said the AFC North because we're going right over to the AFC North as well right now. To me, I picked for a team. I mean, it's. I, is it obvious? It's the Cleveland Browns. It's the one team that we. I think everybody. See, for me, it's I, opposite. For me, it's the same thing. And no one, I, I still got you on the line, and I'll, I'll have you rebuttal or say what you got to say. 
to me and Trev's point, for me, the team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The player is Baker Mayfield. Now, I'm not trying to go too fast, but the reason why I picked the Pittsburgh Steelers is because Mike Tomlin, since he's been the head coach, has three playoff wins, mm-hmm. and they've all been against subpar teams. And we always Matt talk- Moore, Alex Smith, A.J. McCarron. Okay, now, with that being said, well, the Super Bowl, we, we too. always talked about all the Bs, the Bs, right? Well, guess what? There's no Le'Veon Bell no more, and there's no Antonio Brown. Big Ben and the Steelers have to prove that they can win a big game and prove that, you know, listen, I think Tomlin won, Tomlin won with college players. He's never won anything since then. They have to prove, and listen, this is the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? You expect Pittsburgh Steelers, it's like the Yankees. That's the way I think about the Pittsburgh It's Super Bowl or bust, okay? And when you have Big Ben, a Hall of Fame quarterback there, and you have weapons like he's had for the past 10 years, and you can't find a way to beat the Patriots or get to another Super Bowl, that's my pressure team. Now, the player for me is Baker Mayfield. Mine, surprisingly, is going to be Lamar Jackson. You took a chance trading up in the first round to go get your supposed franchise quarterback. What if he has another subpar year? Not running. We know what he can do running the football. It's throwing the ball. And in the game that we play in right now in the NFL, it's about throwing the football and winning with your arm. It helps to have the legs, but guess what? Ask RG3, ask Cam Newton, how is that translated so far for them. It's about the arm. Lamar Jackson needs to have a big year throwing the football. You took a chance in him in the first round last year. You want to be that franchise quarterback, Lamar. You have to have a big year. I know it's different, but I'm going Lamar Jackson for this. Now, Nolan, who is your team and player of the NFC of North that you would think has the most the pressure? AFC, AFC North, I apologize. Uh, I think it's it's twofold. I think it's going to be Baker Mayfield and it's the Cleveland Browns. Because the Browns... Everyone's saying that they're going to be the Super Bowl, like they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year. They're a real dark horse. And look, I think that they have a great team, but I think the Steelers are going to be motivated because of everything that happened last year. And I think you're going to see the best of Big Ben we've seen in five years. But I do agree with Trev about uh, Jackson because I think we're getting a little bit into the hype train with him when the last year that offense was a lot of smoke and mirrors. It was a lot of option. And now they're going to put pressure on him to throw the football. And let's not forget, in the playoffs last year, he was so bad in three quarters, people were clamoring for Joe Flacco to come into the game. That is true. That is true. Hey, I'm just, I'm just saying I know the obvious could be Baker. I'm saying Lamar. Baker, we already know what could be. He looks like he's going to be that franchise quarterback. Lamar is still the question mark. No, I appreciate you calling, man. Haven't heard from you. I I haven't heard from you in a while, but I'm glad you're around and football is back. And I know you're going to be happy as a Jeff fan as well. Nolan, thank you for calling. So let's get over to the NFC and AFC South. NFC South. Ted, who you got? This is. I I apologize. You say that again. NFC. NFC South. AFC South. Okay. I know this was a okay. toss-up for us. So this is I'm gonna do I'm gonna tell you the team and the player and I'll I'll make it quick. The All team, right. I think it's the obvious, and you and me both talked about it yesterday outside on the patio. The team is the Saints. It has to be. It's it, after what's happened the past two seasons with them in the playoffs, it has to be the Saints. The team that the most pressure because Breeze is 39. Listen, how, how far how how open is this window right now for them to win a Super Bowl? Maybe it's this year, and is it really one more year? Maybe Max. Listen. They're going to have to pay Michael Thomas. We know that. That's one of the big things that's going on in the NFL right now with the holdouts. If they pay him, how is that going to affect the rest of the team going forward? Kamara's probably going to want a contract next year, okay, especially if he has another big breakout season. How, how is that going to affect the rest of the team? You know, we, they talk about it all the time. The team is never going to be the same the next year. You're going to lose players through free agencies, injuries. So 
that's why I think the team, the Saints team that we said the last two have been the favorite to win the Super Bowl. That's my most. Now, the player for me, I, t- I threw a little screwball to you, Trev. It's Jameis Winston. And I wrote it down. I said, listen, final year of a rookie deal. I said, make or break. You want to be a you want to make get the big time deal, or do you want to be Ryan Tannehill, a backup quarterback to Matt Marcus Mariota? Ryan Tannehill, first round quarterback drafted. He was supposed to be the next Mi- Miami Dolphin quarterback of the future. What happens? Injuries never lived up to expectations. He got traded, and now he's the backup quarterback to Marcus Mariota in Tennessee. They brought in a quarterback guru this year in Bruce Arians. Okay. If he can't win this year in his fifth year as a, in a rookie deal, he was the number one pick, then he's not going to be worth the money, and he's going to end up just getting released and let go in the final season, and he'll just be one of those quarterbacks that floats along, and he'll never live up to the expectations of being the number one quarterback. And the reason I also picked him, he was been suspended, he's been hurt, and his career record is 21-33. and 33. Okay, so for team, I'm going to agree with you which I don't like agreeing, but this is very simple. The Saints, the window is closing. For the past two years, you've lost with heartbreak. You've lost with controversy. Now it's time. It's like the Aaron Rodgers thing. Now it's time to put up and shut up. If you can't get over the hump this year, what do you do from there? you got a quarterback that's about to be 40 years old, Hall of Famer, but what are you going to do? You're having issues with your star receiver right now, trying to get a contract extension with them and figure that out. That's not the... See, that's not the type of situation you want to be going into training camp. You want to have all your players there, especially your star players. The connection that Breeze and Michael Thomas have could be the best in the league. It might be the best quarterback receiver duo in the game. So to start off your year coming in with your best player, possibly not playing and holding out until he gets that contract, that's not the right start you want to be as a New Orleans Player, team, organization, and even a fan. You don't want to see that. The window is closing. They need to find a way to at least get to the Super Bowl. Okay? Two years ago, they lost on a heartbreak. Last year, they lost on the controversy. What is it this year? Saints, who that? Where you at? Now, Forget pl- about the who that. Where you at? Now, where's the, now, what you got for player, bud? Player? I got Cam Newton. Because he's coming off of surgery. And I've been talking with Pat a lot about this. And there's people that think he's a great quarterback. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. The one moment he's had in his entire career is the moment in the Super Bowl where he choked. He was an MVP. We saw how great that team was. Cam Newton, they were 6-2 and two last year at one point. We thought they were going to compete for an NFC title. And then they went eight straight and lost. I know, no, I know. No, partially because now he was I injured. know he's been dealing with injuries, but that's another part in the franchise quarterback. You want to see you him to live to up see, to the 2015 wanna, MVP expectations. Yes, you want to see him as a Panther fan. You want to see him get to that level because you have seen it before. Cam Newton is very talented, but I'm not going to put him in my top ten quarterbacks and say he's a great quarterback because he is not. He is too inconsistent, and each and every year it's the same narrative with him: inconsistent. There's games that he's amazing, and there's games that he is, what the hell are you doing, Cam? I need to see more from Cam. He's coming off of a shoulder surgery. Let's see how that works. You got a great running back. Cam, it's on you now. The one time that you had your moment, you choked in the biggest game of your career. It's on Cam Newton. AFC, what's up? I was going to let you go lead with the AFC South. AFC South. Go ahead, bud. For team, if you don't know, I'll go. I mean, I have no. For team, I think we're going to be different on this one. 
I still think it's the Colts because for the past couple of years, last year, yeah, because I, and I'm, this I'm, year, I'm gonna go with the Texans. Yes, with that. last last year we thought this team could. Uh, they made the huge step up, going to a Super Bowl aspirations team, to a team that was like in the bottom of the, the litter in the NFL, to being a team that could have won a title. Now they're one of the favorites. Andrew Luck's healthy. Your offensive line is nasty. You got a good player surrounding them. You got Eric Ebron, T.Y. Hilton. You got Marlon Mack. You have players surrounding your franchise. They still, and your de- I still don't think they did They didn't do enough, but, they're, but they still got the coaching. And that's what you need. You need a good connection with between. I, you need to have good chemistry with your quarterback and your coach. Just ask the New England Patriots why they're there every year. It's because the quarterback and the coach chemistry is at an all-time high. I still high. don't understand why the Colts, the Colts would not want to give Andrew Luck another big-time receiver or a solid run of like that. Like a Le'Veon. I mean, Marlon Mack could be that guy, but it's on the Colts. The Colts. You can't even say Marlon Mack. Which was, I'm not we, saying he's. Know, a, I'm not saying Check. he's in that upper echelon. I'm saying that he is a good enough back to produce in this league. He's. You want to do? He's your not team? that great. So okay. I, I said the same thing. I'm going to stick with what I said yesterday. The Texans. I mean, I, I I feel like it's it's like the same joke over and over that I got to listen to. It's it's the same ritual. Man, it's like this team's got all this talent. They got Deshaun Watson. You know, they had Lamar Miller. They got DeAndre Hopkins. They got J.J. Watt. You know, they got Clowney. They had they had Tyron Matthew. They got this guy. They got that guy. Oh, they got a you know they have good regular season. They lose these bad games, and then playoffs come, and they just they look like crap, and they just fall apart. Like, when are you going to put something together and prove that you're worthy of being a team that we can actually take seriously? I mean, really, it's this has got to be a make or break. And you know, and to your point yesterday, you said like Bill O'Brien, like Bill O'Brien and the Texans. Let's let's go. I mean, let's you do could. Something. I mean, this doesn't have to be quarterback. This doesn't have no, to be I know. player. This could be a coach now, who faces pressure. Now it could be anybody. Now for the player, and for me, and I'm I'm going to use the same excuse. It's Marcus Mariota's. I I'm going to use the same ritual or thing that I said with Jameis Winston. Listen, you were the number two pick. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, Heisman Trophy winner, quarterback out of Oregon. You loved him out of college. So did I. He was a great player. Yeah, I still love Mario. He's still great. But he's you just don't know what he's going to be. And this Titans team is very underrated. They were nine and seven last year. They can make some noise in this division. Mm-hmm. They're a sleeper sleeping team. They got a very underrated. They're a sleeper. Well, they are. A sleeper they are a sleeper because. We look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got Foles. They got Fournette. They got a great defense. The Colts, you just said it. I just said the Texans. The Tennessee Titans could be a sleeper in the entire AFC. If Marcus Mariola could ever play up to the potential that we thought he would be with the number two pick. Okay. If he plays like crap, Tannehill will be the quarterback by the end of the season. Marcus Mariota will just be like, it'll be a fly by the seat. To me, it's the guy that just got paid big bucks. It's Nick Foles. And I say this because... We've seen Nick Foles before when he's on another team, or he's got a big contract. Goes to the Rams, goes to the Chiefs. Even when he played with the Eagles, he had that big year, and then the next year he was garbage. I'm not buying into the Nick Foles hype all of a sudden. I mean, what he did with the Eagles for those two years, those two playoff runs specifically, I mean, we were on the verge of maybe seeing if Alshon Jeffries doesn't tip the ball in the air and the ball gets picked off last year. Maybe we're talking about the Eagles in the Super Bowl against the Patriots again. You don't know. They were that close. And, and w- Nick Foles' magic was working. Again, he won the Super Bowl. He won the MVP. He left. The Eagles could, oh. don't know, regret it 
We'll talk about that in a little. But hey, but, to your point, Trev, though, with Nick Foles, listen, we've talked about Jacksonville Jaguars the last two years, and you know our buddy RJ always critiques them. This team had an elite defense two years ago. Last year they yeah, fell apart. But it's uh, no, but, no, but their, they're always what has been yes, their biggest weakness. It's the quarterback, and that's why with Foles now, you sign him to a massive contract. Guess what? He's your guy. You're telling your organization he is your guy. You're giving him the keys to run this organization in the right direction. Now it's time for Nick Foles to do Foles magic again. Jacksonville, there is pressure on you now. I know you were terrible last year, but the pressure is back on you. Nick Foles, Foles magic. Does he bring it to Jacksonville, or does he keep it up in the east? Or does he keep it up north? Ninety-five corridor up in Philly. Does he keep it up a little north, a little uh, colder weather? Does he like the colder weather or the warmer weather? We'll see. I know Ted likes the warmer weather. So do you. I love the warm weather too. The hell you For kidding? people that are just watching, we're talking about NFC, AFC divisions, teams with the pressure, player as well. If you're joining us, thank you. You can listen to us as well at YouTube, Keys to the City. Spotify, check us all out. Amazon Prime, iTunes, we're all over the place. So let's close out. Well, no, we're not closing out because we still have to do the East. So let's I do know, the West. I know. No, we're closing out with the last two divisions. We're halfway home. The NFC West, AFC West, and then we'll close out with the East Coast teams. NFC West. Mine's the same team and the player. It's the Rams and it's Jared Goff. Ooh. And the reason I'll, reason why I say that is because Ooh. Um, can they repeat last year's success? This team has been trending upward the last two years with Sean McVay. Oh. All right? Yeah. You just made the Super Bowl. We've seen they put out the stat every year. The losing team from the Super Bowl every year doesn't make the playoffs, it seems like. It's only happened like twice in the last 10 years that a team that's lost BS, the Super Bowl. guess what? The team just did it last year. You know, I know, I know. It's only happened like twice. I know. Yeah, only, the only, Patriots only, are a different animal when we talk about any other sports team. So they are because they have Brady and Belichick and no one else does. And and you can knock them all you want, but they're the two best combo in yes. the entire football, and I don't care who else you want to put together. But it's Jared Goff. First, because when you're the number two pick – excuse me, you were the number one pick. Get it right. I'm sorry. Get it right. I make mistakes once in a while. Once in a while. I say more The Rams often. traded up to go get you at number one. Okay, you didn't – Jeff Fisher ruined you the first year. Sean McVay came in. You've been getting better. Last year, you almost played to an MVP caliber season. Rams haven't paid you yet, right? Going into your fourth year. Carson Wentz just got paid a massive deal. If you don't live up to expectations, I could see the Rams next year letting it ride through the fifth year, maybe franchise it. You got to prove that you're worth the money. You want to get paid like Carson Wentz, just like any other NFL player. You want to get paid. Okay. You got to prove it. So yours and, is all on the Rams. You're all Rams. And with him, if he plays like he did in the beginning of the season, they could go win the Super Bowl. But if he plays like he did late in the season, they won't make the playoffs. You're you're wrong on this one. I'm, and I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree with you. Take a look at these results, starting with one from Wikipedia. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? I didn't touch. I didn't even <laughs> touch my phone. Google Play was Siri you, must be talking to me. She was talking about the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams. You're an L.A. Ram guy. I, and I just this think the team, Rams, when when you buy into when you bid all these players and you keep going all in, I think the pressure for them to win because they're going into a new stadium. The whole the you're whole wrong. Nine, okay, go ahead. Tell me why I'm wrong. Because there's a team out in L.A. already. It's San Fran, California. They're not in L.A. though. San well, Fran in California. LA. They're Dude. in California. They're in California. First of all, you're starting off on a wrong note. Okay? Well, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. See, we all make mistakes. We ain't perfect. 
Just go Do on. Do you know I saw on, on one of these football pages, they had this team going 14-2. and two. Who? The San Francisco 49ers. When? I saw on one of the this, NFL no, News and Update. Yeah. No. 14-2, and two, winning the division. What was he smoking? I don't know. I have no idea. Listen, 14, it, this is why this I'm talking. This is what, that everyone thought was going to be the big what, jump no, last but, year. But no. this is why I'm talking about. All right. Jimmy G's coming back from from injury. You got you had a good draft. You got some more pieces around them. Tevin Coleman you had. San Francisco. Well, you got Jeremy McKinnon coming off an ACL injury. You got yeah, we'll see what happens. Tevin Coleman on this a great what, deal. Like you picked the Rams. I'm picking the 49ers straight up with all of it. Players, Jimmy G. And Brian, and um, you want to see if he can live up to expectations with the contract because he really hasn't done anything except for the I want to see. Ago. I want to see Kyle Shanahan as well. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, I love as a coach. The only reason why I chose, but the Ra- I would, t- I will take because at least the Rams ha- are going in the right direction. No, I know, but that's they why I the picked the Rams. Because they went. They went I don't look at the 49ers as a Super Bowl team. That's the only. They went why to the that. playoffs. Then they went to the Super Bowl last year. They can only go up. No, the no, 49ers, no, no, they can only go down. The 40, you just made the Super Bowl. You can't go any higher. You yeah, can you win. can win the Super Bowl. That's the highest of highs. Yeah, but they made the Super Bowl. If they don't even the, get... Who, what have the 49ers done since Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, Patrick Willis, Jim Harbaugh were all part of that nasty, cohesive unit? Eli Manning. Nothing. Nothing. They've been a team that has struggled, hasn't had the quarterback. They finally got it last year. Guess what? You got all the pieces now. You got the young, bright head coach. You got the franchise, supposed franchise quarterback. I'm going to say franchise quarterback because that is time will tell. Well, they got so. one more year on his deal. That they is time can, will they tell. They can get rid of that deal. I'm 49ers, this is a team that everybody's high on this year. Like I've been saying, this is like my word of the, this entire segment is put up or shut up now because – I'm sick and tired of hearing teams like the Packers and the 49ers, all these teams that, oh, well, well, they have this and that, da, da. Well, guess what? Now you got all the pieces. Now you've been drafting a good defensive line as well. You've been high in the – They're all first-round draft picks. They're all first-round draft picks. They're all talented. They could be all Pro Bowl players. You just signed Quan Alexander. Your your quarterback now, it's on Jimmy G. You paid him big bucks. Now it's time for you. And that team, to get over the hump. No more excuses. It's like repetition with these guys. All these teams, similar teams. It's like, it's all, it's like very well, similar. Here's the thing. When you have an A quarterback, aerially, when, you, when you have an A quarterback, you don't question other parts of the game. Okay? Like when you have a Drew Brees and a Tom Brady and a... And but I'll, even the Saints, though. No, that's the thing. The Saints, no, even, you can be like, okay, they have time pushed, to put up or go home. Well, it's not like they haven't put up. They just listen. Last year's when back, you come into yeah, the, I know, but last what, year was a bad okay, call. And that's when not you their co- fault. But when you come into the postseason each and every year, for the past two years, and are the favorite, prohibitive favorite, you have to at least get to a Super Bowl. You haven't done it. You've had the most talented team in the league. You also had home field advantage, and you blew it. Okay. So guess what? I'm sick of it. No excuses anymore. It's like the only team that doesn't is like the Patriots. That's okay, to the Patriots, the AFC West, team and player. For me, it's like the Saints. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Phillip Rivers. We're, we're on the same boat. On I that mean, one, but. if you think of anybody else, look, Patrick Mahomes. If you expect him to throw for 50 touchdowns this year, if he does, God bless him because that would be unreal, unbelievable. But the Chiefs, a lot of people are high on them. This team, the Chargers, 
And I always say the Chargers because Philip Rivers is still Dude, the quarterback. We were talking about it Be- for 16 years. Because man. here are the he. He's the quarterback, he's been the quarterback, and he's going to always be compared to Eli and Big Ben. And you know what? I know that he might have better stats in the end with both of them, but if he doesn't have the Super Bowls, it's like Marino. It will be like Jim Kelly. It will be guys like that. All-time great quarterbacks that dominated the league. That stats were unbelievable. But guess what? Can never win a little hardware. And little, that's what no, it's he, the big hardware, but bro. that it, just the little piece of hardware, the little ring. Have you seen the size uh, of the? You ring, know what bro? I mean? It's not a, it's not a freaking rock, Dude, the, Ted. Uh, have you seen the rock, Ted? Is it a boulder? You want me to say massive boulder? As big as your head. Okay, whatever that means. But head. every, I got a big head. I know, I got a big head. But hey, keep it PG here. <laughs> but you will always be associated with those two guys. It doesn't matter how Eli's career is going to end. It doesn't matter how Big Ben's career is going to end. Those guys will always be in the record books for Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. And Eli Manning has two Super Bowl MVPs. So are you sticking with the, the quarterback as the most pressured player in that division? Yes. It's Phillip Rivers and it's the Los Angeles Chargers. The window is closing and this Melvin Gordon, kind of, it's, this is the exact same situation as the, as the Saints. Because your star player, your star running back, you don't want to be coming into the new season with an issue having one of your best playmakers, if not your best playmaker, holding out for a team that has those aspirations of winning a Super Bowl. You don't want to start the season off on the wrong note. Now, they were 4-0 last year without him, but we both agree... That if they're gonna win the, if they're gonna get to the Super Bowl and win it, they're gonna. Need they Melvin need to Gordon. have Melvin Gordon, and you can't start your season off with this. Because situa- he's definitely gonna hold out for a while. I mean, that's with that's the, the word on the street and everything else on TV and everything else that you read on Twitter. You can't. You don't want to come into the season dealing with this sort of drama, and that's what they're dealing with. Just like the Saints, so this window is closing. Like this, these are. The, it's funny because these are the exact same teams. They're the Saints of the AFC, and the Chargers are the Saints of the NFC. That's it. These teams are exactly like you have two older quarterbacks. One has a Super Bowl, are both going to be in Hall of Fames, both dealing with star players, holding out. It's not the right situation they want to be and dealing with. And it's not with. that Phil Rivers won't get in the Hall of Fame. He, he oh, will. Oh, he will. But it's only going to increase his his stock. If, if that's the word that came to my head. You know, yes. how is he going to be put? It's like the John Elway thing. John Elway was was one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, one of the most gifted quarterbacks. But we talked about the end of the career. Could John win the big one? Okay, and he finally, and he did. finally did. And then he, it just put him in a different category. It puts you in a different okay. category, bro. So I'm gonna agree with you on the team. I do. I am agreeing with you. The Chargers. I think it's because of the Phillip Rivers and the whole team. It's like every year last year. They, they, they had a great team. Remember we thought they were going to go and into then, Foxborough? They were going to beat the Patriots? And then here's the other thing. All the years when they had LT with Daniel Tomlinson, and they just couldn't win. They could never get over the home. There was always an excuse. Injuries, this, that. So I'll agree with you, the team. Now, I'm going to be different on the player. And I do agree with you. Probably is Phil Rivers with the most pressure. But I'm going to go differently. And I'm going to go with Derek Carr. And I told you this is the reason why. I told you this yesterday that I probably would do this. And the reason why I say that is because two years ago, this guy was possibly going to be the MVP of the league mm-hmm. before he broke his leg. Okay. You got John Gruden last year. Now, he's supposed to be a quarterback guru, one of the best, right, of all time. Goes back to the old days in the West Coast system in 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. You brought in Antonio Brown. They signed Tyrell Williams from the Chargers. They drafted Josh Jacobs, the running back. 
Okay, their line might be a little shaky, but it's probably not the it's not the worst in the league. Arizona has the worst offense line in the league. If he can play to that potential, this team could make a a serious run into the playoffs. And my question, well, not my question, but my reaction to this is, if he doesn't play well this year, I think the Raiders move on from him. They trade him, or they move on from him next season. And they're going to Ve- and they're going because, to Vegas next year, so t- they could I be know, looking for, for a, a new quor- franchise quarterback now, if that doesn't about, pan out. I know I'm over talking you, but we talked about it when the draft came. Would they take Kyler Murray? Would they take any of these quarterbacks? There was rumors, okay, with mm-hmm. the number four pick. Now they didn't. They took the uh, the defensive end out of Clemson. Colin Farrell. Yep. Thank you. If you got all these pieces now to play with, you know, you got all these toys. You got you got two good receivers. You mm-hmm. got a, you got a good running back, a youthful running back. You got a quarterback guru and a coach. Yes, you lost Jared Cook, but you still have great pieces around you. If you can't produce with the pieces around you now, then you're just not that good. Mm-hmm. And you and you were not worth the money that we gave you two yep. three years ago. And that's why I chose Derek Carr. Not that I disagree with you on the Phillip Rivers, no, but I, I wanted to be a little I different. No, I yeah, wanted I have to give no you another issue. expectation. I have no issue with that. So let's get over. Let's do the AFC To first. the AFC and the NFC East. Right in our local backyard. So from the AFC East, to me, pressure. I mean, it's not the Patriots. The Dolphins are going to be garbage. We know what they're they're in rebuild Dude, mode. Dude, it's obvious. And We're it's both the, new, on the same page. It's, it's the, the New Jets. Y- it's the New York Jets. It has to be. They're in New York. It's the New York Jets because all, and the pressure comes down, to two people. Either way you want it, it could be Le'Veon Bell. No, it it's could the be coach it could be Sam Darnold. Or if you want, it's be you Adam could Gase add Adam, Ga- that- Adam Gase. Listen, this he had team- the GM fired. You brought yep. him in from the division rival Miami Dolphins. And the reason why I'm, I'm going with you because I'm on the same thing. Yep. I think it's Sam Darnold, and I think it's Adam Ga- and it's the Jets with the pressure. Now, do I think they are a playoff team? No. Can they make the playoffs? Possibly. If they, can, if they beat up on the Bills and the Miami Dolphins, that's four wins, okay? Maybe you split one against New England. Now, you see how the rest of the schedule pans out. But you got talent on this team. You got Jamison Crowder. You got Le'Veon Bell. You got a decent offensive line. You have I mean, a- their tight end, Chris Hernandez, and Chris Herndon, is gone for the first four games. Yep. Suspended. You, you got, you Robbie got, Anderson. You got a pretty good defense, okay? Yes. Sam Darnold, the reason why I say pressure is, is he going to live up to the expectations? There was a possibility that he was going to be the number one pick coming last year. He wasn't. No big thing. He was the third pick for the New York Jets. The Jets want to prove to everyone, and of course they want to knock it on the Giants' door, that Sam Darnold was worth that pick, that the Giants really screwed up. Okay, And if Sam Darnold produces and plays well like they think he will, and they get to 8-8 eight and eight this year, 7-9, 8-8, eight 9-7, they're going to be like, we're trending upward and we're going to be good. But if he doesn't, they have one of those seasons, 6-10, 5-11, 4-12. And he struggles. Or, he, takes or, a, he takes a step back. back that's it's going to be a big knock, and it's going to hurt. And especially in New York, everything is five, six, seven times bigger because, you know, look at the post like we have. I mean, the Pierce, I don't even know what today is. This is about the Mets. But, it's but all I, over. They, they, they've been talking about the Jets. You've been seeing more of the Jets than you have seen the Giants. And in, in previous years, it's always been about the Giants, and the Jets have been like the little brother. Now it's like the Jets. And if the Jets pan out to – play to the potential and the expectations that most fans believe they're going to and the paper says, then they look like they're going in the right direction and going to compete for AFC East titles, playoffs, and even AFC titles as well, and Super Bowls if they continue to go in that right direction. And it all comes down to the development of Sam 
Darnold. And they got him probably the best weapon in this whole free agency class this past year, Le'Veon Bell. You got the nicest toy for him and a running back. And you got a great slot receiver. And one of the best running backs in the game. I mean, he was the best running back up until last year when he sat out. Now, you got all the pieces. Now the best running backs across the neighborhood. It's it's amazing. Now you got two of the best running backs in, in, in New York playing in the same building. Playing the same stadium, and they will play this year. Awesome. They will the, play this year. So this is an easy one. I wasn't. I'm not even saying much because Ted said it all. The Jets. It's all on the Jets. We don't have to talk about the rest of this division. We know where the Bills are. Bills are eh, 500. We know where the Dolphins are. They're in rebuild mode, and we know what the Patriots. They'll be drafting. Are. A There's no pressure with the Patriots. And anybody who thinks there's pressure on the Patriots, stop. Go watch the past three years in the NFL season and tell me who's been in the Super Bowl, won it, or lo- or has been in there. Okay? Doesn't Thank matter. You. They've been in the Super Bowl three straight years. Who the hell cares? Exactly. You got no But yet, Brady's still not the number one quarterback, and I don't know why some of these people are on TV when they still want to say Brady's top three or four or five quarterbacks. Because he can't throw the ball 100 yards. Okay, congratulations. No, but know. he's the one on top of the mountain holding the trophy every year. So guess what? Oops, I guess that doesn't matter anymore. Anyways, we'll talk about that more down the road. Because football is yeah, just beginning. But now we conclude with the NFC East. And I know me and Ted have been debating this back and forth. I debated. There's two my, teams. I debated this comes down to night. two teams, and this comes down to two players for these two teams to be successful this year. And what do you think position it is? Well, it's the obvious. It's the about, obvious. It's always the quarterback. It's the quarterback. To me, it's Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. It's Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. It's Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. That's the pressure. Every year, we talk about the Dallas Cowboys as this is the year. Every year. I always, I always bust my, uh, my, our neighbor's uh, stones oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, this is going to be oh, the year. Ru- so oh, go, and he's going to be like, yeah, watch. NFC champs. I'm going to be like, okay. See, that's what it is every year with the Dallas Cowboys. NFC champs. And once again, they're sitting home after the first weekend. Or in the divisional round. Never even to uh, the NFC title game. This comes down to Dak Prescott. This is it. Did you choose the same team? Huh? Same team? Oh, yeah. It's Dak and Dallas. Pressure on Dallas. Pressure on Dak. The reason I say Dak over Wentz, it's very simple. Wentz has the contract. The Eagles gave him the contract. They got rid of Foles. If they did not believe Wentz was a franchise quarterback, they would have kept Foles. But they let Foles go for nothing, signed Wentz to the long-term contract, and said, guess what? You're our guy. Dallas? I don't see no breaking news. I don't see any news out of there other than their star running back is holding out. Dak Prescott faces all the pressure because if he can't get the job done, he ain't getting no, co- he ain't getting no new contract. He ain't getting no $30 million contract that he's hoping or even more. He ain't getting it. Wentz has it. It's in his pocket. He's set. He's the Eagles quarterback. Now, I know he can deal with the injuries, and that could could set the Eagles franchise back a long time. But Dak doesn't have the contract, and that's what Dak wants. He He does not have the term franchise quarterback. Maybe Wentz does not yet either as well. He's on the verge. So is Dak, maybe. But they don't have the franchise quarterback. But the only reason why I'm saying Dak Prescott is because Wentz signed the contract, and you don't see Dak 
signing no contract anytime soon. Well, there's pressure when you when you get signed. So, but there is pressure, uh, okay, of course, one hundred percent. So I'm glad you saved me last because you know I talk the most. And I literally, no, not you. I literally pondered this last night. And I'm like, I know it's just a dumb question that we're talking about on a radio show. Like, you can't really go wrong. Just make your point and shut up. So I'm like, all right, Dak or Wentz, Dak and Wentz. And I'm like, so who's got more pressure? And and I, this is what I wrote. I said, I trust Wentz. I don't trust Dak. I said, Wentz is more an important player to his team than Dak. Now that's not the question we asked. We said who has the most pressure. The answer to my question is, is da- it's Dak Prescott's got the most pressure. What team did you say? See, now I'm gonna, and I'm going to agree with you. It's Dallas, and I'll explain why I chose Dak and not Wentz. Now, I wanted to choose So one. you're agreeing okay, with no, me on the I, Dak I, and I, Dallas. N- yes, okay. but I didn't want to because when I feel like— <laughs> Well, you didn't have to. No, I know because when I— when, Here's the thing. When you get signed to the deal you did in Carson Wentz and you've been hurt the last two seasons in a row, you haven't even finished a regular season in Carson Wentz, there's pressure. Like you just said before, the reason why you could chose Wentz is because there's no Nick Foles backup quarterback no more, okay? This team right now is one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Now, I know the Cowboys are up there, but more so the Eagles. They got an elite, they got a great defense. Carson Wentz has weapons all across the, all across the board, okay? Mm-hmm. They've got Deshaun Jackson back. They drafted Miles Sanders. They got Jordan Howard. They got two great tight ends. They got a great offensive line. Everything is there for, the, for them to be successful. Mm-hmm. But Wentz is more important for them to be successful. But Dak has more pressure, and this is what I wrote. I said it's because it's the Cowboys, and they haven't won a Super Bowl. The Eagles won the Super Bowl two years ago. Now, I know Wentz did not win it, but it kind of covers the basis for a couple I don't think it covers Wentz. Well, I said it does. I don't think it does in the sense because it wasn't him. Plus, it's also the Dallas Cowboys. And as we know, they're the most valuable franchise in all sports across the the entire world. Most valuable sport team. He wants to get paid, okay? Yeah. Dallas wants to not pay him what he thinks he's worth. If Dak lives up to what he thinks he's worth, he should get $30 million. Dallas but that's doesn't, what I'm saying. Dallas doesn't think he's worth 30. Dak does. That's why now, I'm this saying. Now, this is what I yeah, wrote. Exactly. Dak has had a 32-16 and 16 career record so far. Hasn't missed a game since he played. Okay? So you could say, well, Carson Wentz missed games, so why wouldn't he have more pressure to prove that he could stay healthy? Wentz two years ago was an MVP player before he tore his ACL against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Dak has never been looked at that same level. Even though Carson Wentz missed games last year, he still was was a, had a higher QBR overall than Dak Prescott. Though though Dak had a better completion percentage. I also wrote this: must win for the Cowboys. Must win a Super Bowl. He's asked to do less, right? And that's Dak I'm talking about. He's asked to do less, and that's why I say there's more pressure because. When it comes down to it, and we're not talking about regular season game one or 12 or 16, we're talking about wild card division thing, he's got to be the reason why they win. See, if you ask me who the most important player on the Dallas Cowboys is, it's the guy who's not showed up, who didn't show up today for training camp. That's number 21 in the backfield. Everything runs with him. He's the head train. He's the main guy, okay? Everything, everyone else follows behind him. He's the conductor. Yes, he's sir. The, he's conductor. the conductor, bro. Conductor. He's the one that gets the train. It's not Dak Prescott. The conductor for the Philadelphia Eagles is Wentz. But that's why Dak has to prove. I agree. I, Dak has to prove he's the conductor because he wants to get paid. And if you want to be elite and you want to prove that you're worth the money, it has to be the quarterback that leads with, you to victory. I agree with you on the on the factor that it is the Dallas Cowboys. It is the brand. They haven't been to an NFC title game in over 
20-something years now. Haven't won a Super Bowl in 20-something years now. Dak Prescott. 1996, 1995, so bro. Com- so coming up on 24 years, we're going to be 25. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers yes. in 19... 19- but that's Neil what O'Donnell. I'm trying to say. I, I agree with you on that and in the factor that they haven't won anything, and it's because of the brand. It's like I'm- the Yankees. It's like the Lakers. It's the brand name of the Dallas Cowboys. And can I make my last point why I also chose Dak, and it just popped in my head, is because Dak wants to get paid. Zeke wants to get paid. Amari Cooper wants to get paid. Jalen Smith wants to get paid. Byron Jones wants to get paid. You're not going to be able to pay all these guys what they think they're worth. So if Dak Prescott does not, and we're talking about the season, does not win the Super Bowl, the Dallas Cowboys this year, and then does end up getting paid, this Dallas Cowboys team will be drastically different next year because you're not going to be able to pay these guys. And, that's what why, the, and, and your that's offensive wh- linemen that have been successful the last three or four years are going to be that much older, and there's always a chance for injury. And that's why the pressure is on Dak more than Wentz because of one simple factor. Wentz already put his name on the dotted line. Dak has you don't have no dotted line with Dak Prescott's signature on it yet, do you? Dallas fans, as a Dallas fan... You got to hope that Dak is your guy because, boy, oh, boy, if Dak isn't your guy and they somehow falter, they got to go back to the drawing boards. At least Philly knows what they have now. They gave everything they had to Carson Wentz. Dak is still waiting for that big, massive contract. For anybody that's watching, did anybody really get the whole narrative of this? If you got the whole players thing? Well, I, Every player. I, I saw some of the comments. Like some of the guys did, Steve and a bunch of other guys. I think at first people, uh, well, you know, when I saw no one right, the Browns have the most pressure. He was right, but we were talking divisions. Every player, every player that we said was quarterback. And it's very simple, ladies and gentlemen. This is a quarterback-driven league. You are either going to win and be successful, or you're going to lose and struggle if you don't have the right quarterback under center. And that's why for all the teams we just said, every team was a quarterback. There was not one other player that we talked. Uh, I mean, the, maybe one name we mentioned was maybe See, Le'Veon Bell. But you could put any other player. But this is a quarterback-driven league, and it's all about the quarterback position. We're making changes to the game to help the quarterback, to help this a more offensive game, more passing game, and guess what? It comes back to the quarterback, and that's why this whole narrative that we just came up with for all the teams and the players comes down to the quarterback. Well, and to pa- and Pat Clapp commented on the thing. He said Dak is well worth the money, but he's not a top ten quarterback. Now I agree. Do you Pat. think he's? No, hold on, hold on, you, hold on, no, on Pat. Said, but he goes. Do you think Probably he's worth not, $30 million? You don't need a top 10 quarterback to contend or even win that a Super Bowl. That is true. Now, that is true, but you also think about the Look how talented that- Dallas is, though. Look how talented that team was. They have probably... Give me... Here, here's there's the thing, probably three or four teams that are maybe more talented than Dallas from top to bottom. Offense, defense, and even special teams. And it's probably, there's three or four teams, maybe even less. The way I would look at it is it's the Saints, it's the Chargers... It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. It's probably the four talented teams in the league. Pat, would you pay him $30 million? If, if you're still watching, would you pay him the $30 million, though? Or even more? That's what I'm trying to say. You can pay him, but I'm not paying him $30 million. That's, all my, that's my whole take. 
And that's my point. And that's why he faces the most pressure because he hasn't had a contract yet. Wentz does. He's fine. Dak still needs to prove it to Jerry Jones, the Jones family, that he can be that guy going forward. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break. When we come back, usually we have our guy Joe Aguirre, but he's a little quiet right now. I don't know where he is. He's, he went MIA because of last night. Like he's like the Yankees. He's like the Yankees after last night. But Joe has been so confident about this pitching staff, and he's not here. We'll talk he about it. He has no backup to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Yankees get smacked last night. What do they do with the pitching staff? Keys to the city from All Noise Radio. We'll be right back, folks. sports we've got sports here on keys to the city brought to you by all noise radio here's your host trevor and ted and ladies and gentlemen we are back clovercrest media presents keys to the city from all noise radio guess what right before oh hey excuse me excuse me Hey Joe, I have to ask don't even you. go, don't don't even go in your door. Come here. He's lucky we waited for him. Yeah, I, I mean, think I about really this. wanted to be done by now. Yeah, we want we wanted to be we wanted to close up the show, and now Joe's no, no. coming in. No, see, I we wanted... need Joe to get in here now because no. we just told everybody that Joe Aguirre my a after the blunder that last no. night in that pitching. And here's the thing, I, I wanted to start the show with the Yankees and Joe Aguirre because I wanted to get fired up. I wanted to start. The football didn't fire you up. No, we did. And it oh, was... no, 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 no. <laughs> So, Joe, get your rear end over here because we got some ex- you got some explaining to do. Anyways, oh, oh, he'll a, be over. It was only a bad week in his words. Yeah, in oh, his words, it's staff. a bad week. Watch, he's going to be like, I, you're like the rest of the I, Yankee fans. I, I can't wait till And uh, Chris, come out. Chris, you know, our buddy Chris. Oh, Chris. He's, uh, he goes, how do your Yankees do? I know. Time? How's that 10? How's that 10? There he comes. Look, he's got a fresh haircut. Maybe I that's know. why he was late. Did you have to get a haircut? Did you have to? Yeah, that's there's eyes. Uh, we just told everybody that you went MIA. I was watching. You went MIA because you went silent because <laughs> that pitching staff that we've been talking about and you've been talking about and so highly on hasn't looked good this past week. And last night, your boy Tanaka, what the hell happened? Couple thoughts. Number one, <laughs> oh, I have some stats. How's the hair for you? look? I went honestly. I went, I like I went it. key style. I thought, dude. I honestly, right. I honestly Are you like, to go it. like this style. Yeah. No, no he's not growing that. He's not growing that weave out. But no, honestly, I'm coming here. It looks. Good. Oh, you got to just get the little. So right there. yeah. So I, you, I love you know guy. we were going to talk about this and get into it. And you said last week or last night it was just a bad week. Do you really think it's just a bad? The week, week before when these guys won five in a row, uh, they pitched to a two sixty ERA. The the starting rotation. This was a terrible week. Masahiro Tanaka cannot face the Red Sox again this season. I have. I, I hope they don't play him in the postseason. It's just the rotation. Okay, so here's the thing. I hope they don't play now, in the postseason. I'm not going to go. Because that might be an automatic loss. Now, yeah. Now, Shades. Now we've talked about this multiple times, and this is Joe's guy that he wants to start Game One. And it could not be, in Boston. Now, and here's the thing. It also <laughs> could be against the Red Sox because they might be the wild card team. Because I can well, see Yankees will be now, home. Here we, will be home. Now, I'll get my couple stats out of the way, and then we'll get really into it. So this is just on Tanaka. In July, this is just July, 21 and two-thirds innings, 23 earned runs. His ERA is 9.55 ERA. Against the Red Sox, 18 runs in four innings against the Red Sox. Is that good? Now, yeah. uh, now okay, now listen. 
That's really bad. And a lot of that's kind of skewed because he gave up 12 runs last night, which was the second worst by any Yankee pitcher of all time since 1923. And I forget the guy's name. I have to look at the Twitter thing that I posted. But what also kills me, it's not just him. The Yankee starters this week have allowed 40 runs over the last five games. And as a team pitching staff, they've allowed 54 runs over the last five games. Now, luckily they got an now here's the thing. Now here's the other thing. Ten you, runs a game. Now you, you can know? make. Now you one, can one make, more. They had a 12.84 ERA combined before last night's start against the twin, in the Twin Series. Yeah, and, yeah. And wasn't, listen, now yeah, it's not. Good. Now it's not like. The Twins and the Red Sox have great offensive lineups. And look at what they did last night. The Twins last night put up another 10 runs. Cruz had three home runs. But these are the teams that we talk about because, really, this is what it comes down to. These are the teams that we're going to be playing in October. I don't – you know, if I'd be – this I don't is, worry that's about, why I'm more worried now because I don't worry it's about the teams we're going to be playing in October. If it was Kansas City or someone else, I'm like, we're not They're playing They're 6-2 against the Red Sox. No, I know, and it's – they, They've dominated Tampa – Four out of six against Minnesota. They've matched up with everybody this season. I understand that, look, this rotation has not been great. Jay Happ's got the worst ERA. That was your boy. In Yankee, literally in a, in a single season since A.J. Burnett in 2010. Oh, wow. In his last seven starts, he's thrown 33 innings. So this And is... a 6-8-2 ERA. He's horrible. Yeah, I mean, Trevor. But, but, but. And he gives up way wow, too many Somebody minutes. just but. said to me. <laughs> You need four reliable starters. Who's got four reliable starters in this league, right? Who's got four guys? What team's got four guys where you're like, oh, in the bag? Nobody. No. There is there is not enough arms in this say, league right now. Not enough good enough. I arms. would say Houston, but they don't have four. They're not going for They don't. They, they got, don't. They're not. They got, four they got about two. They, they got, got about two and, and a half. Not three. For the Red Sox could have the closest to four if their starters finally live up to expectations because with Sale Porcello, and Rodriguez and Porcello and Price. No, I, no, you're the right. Yankees have five if they all pitch up to their capabilities. These are five jo- star jo- pitchers. Are you so including Severino in that? No, I'm I'm, I'm including Jermon. You got it. Never mind Severino. You got six stud pitchers. The Yankees have a plethora of of Sabathia? pitchers right here. I, Joe Sabathia gives up way too many home runs. I you, I know he's, who's leading the league in home runs allowed this season. Verlander, I think. It so is. so I'm, I'm we, just going off of that. Also. We we were talking a couple weeks ago after the London series. I told you the balls were juiced. They are those balls in London were especially juiced. Kyle Higashioka. And Michael Chivas last night both both like broke the Stratocast meter. It seems to me everybody's ripping these whatever's in these balls. If you barrel it up, bye. Well, did you see the stat last it's night? It's getting old, now, and I'm see- not enjoying it. You don't the like pitchers it. are complaining about it. You don't like it, and 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 you're yeah. seeing it because everybody's the Yankees have 12 guys with 130 plate appearances and a 450 slugging percentage. Twelve guys. Did you see the? That's insane. Now, not the, the American League East. Like twenty years ago, would have had twelve guys like that. Are you kidding me? It's like the balls came back from London. Now they had a stat last night at ESPN. Three consecutive games this week, starting from last night. Nelson had three home runs. Yes. The night before, the kid from Cardinals had three home runs. The yes. night before, I didn't even realize Record. it was Cano MLB had three home MLB runs. MLB history. Yeah, MLB history. You're seeing balls fly out at a, a crazy rate. And you, you know, I remember watching the first inning last night. Pace, and it's all a uh, launch angle. Yeah, and, okay, Rob And when David Cohn and Paul O'Neill were talking how the ball was banging off the green monster like you were throwing, your, like when you were a kid taking the tennis ball, throwing against the garage, it was like, bing, boom, bow. I was like. Did you ever see Babe Ruth swing? I mean, it was an uppercut. Yeah, it was like. It was an uppercut. Yeah. Don't, don't give me 
of your launch angle BS. The balls are juiced. And and the pitchers who live and die by the fastball are getting, are getting killed this year. Because 99 Guys miles like an hour Verlander don't make a can make up for it. Guys like Jay Happ can't. No. And that's what we're seeing right now. It, it, Actually, not one, pitcher on the Yankee, not one pitcher on the Yankees can. Because they don't have that type of guy. Severino. Severino. Severino's the only guy. But he's not coming back. Right. And here's the thing. Somebody goes, they could be, I go, even if he comes back mid-August, he still needs six weeks to get ready. Yeah. Okay? So slow down. Because Seve spoke yesterday. I don't know if you heard, or Wednesday, actually. I read actually. in the paper. He start, he's starting to throw. He threw a he little. He says. Joe, I'll see it when he's actually in He says playing. he's coming back. He's going to come in as a reliever. He says he will reclaim a starting rotation spot by the last week of the season. And be primed and ready for the playoffs. Well, what's he supposed and to say? And knowing how well he pitches in the playoffs, that should give everybody no. <laughs> a lot of yeah, comfort. But here's my thing. It's like, what is he supposed to say? I'm not going to be ready. I'm not going to try to get my starting spot. Like, we ask these dumb questions like, hey, how'd you feel after the win? Or how'd you feel after the loss? I don't know. I feel great. I'm ready to go party and have some drinks with my friends. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you expect? He's supposed to say, as an athlete and a competitor, I'm going to fight my way to get back. I'm going to ho- hopefully be back to help this team. And whatever they need to do to... To so, make this team successful, so if it's a closer been, reliever, that is what I have to do to well, make. We've the been looking win. at we've been looking at a lot of right there trade deadlines coming up. Trade deadlines next week, and it looks like a lot of these big name pitchers. And I know we've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks, but it seems like something's different. I said last week, and guys thought I was crazy. Noah Syndergaard is on the trade market. Didn't think that's right. Everybody joke. and everybody you both thought I was crazy and I don't know what I'm talking about. That's the and guy week, that I can go in and, and say week he later, starts game 1. And a week later they are very serious about letting him go. He'll never tr- get traded to the Yankees because the Correct. Mets are that friggin' stupid because they'll I, rather trade him to the Padres. Even if the Yankees offered Glaber, I don't think they would do it, you know which is stupid. You know what's funny? It would never no, happen. I, I but read, even if they did is I my read point. something on Twitter last night and I thought the guy made would a good point. Would you go for him? Would you go for Syndergaard, and what would you offer him? Why do I want the Mets' second-best pitcher? I don't understand why that's because Joe, that's because it's like, here's my point to that. It's because it's DeGrom's number one. It's like, oh, you could have Strasburg or Corbin. Oh, why would I want him? Well, because Scherzer's the best pitcher in baseball. But then why do the Mets suck? Because overall, because their bullpen is their bullpen atrocious. is Joe. No. Their bull, Joe, their bullpen they can't hit. Yeah. Joe, if the other DeGrom finally got four runs yesterday. I get it. I mean, so here's the thing. Syndergaard you'd have under contract for the next two years. He's still 26 years old. That's a guy that you go, you know Him what? Severino, I nice can go two punch would be I nice. can go win game Come on, one. Joe, you don't and think say, that sounds a little against Sale, spicy? Sale or Verlander. Go, that's the guy that, he, first of all, he knows how to pitch in New York. He's had a bad season this year at four points. But we went back and looked at his stats. He's been under three, almost 3.05 was his worst like ERA in the last three years before that. Okay, he's got 99 to 100 mile an hour stuff. That's a guy that goes. That's you know. I'm perking up. That's 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 an ace. Say more. But the point I was making this is that the guy wrote on Twitter. He goes, "This is how dumb the Mets are. The Mets would rather not trade Syndergaard to the Yankees and maybe have to face him once a year in a four game set, but they'd rather trade him to the Padres or another team that they're going to face 18 times a year. Like because uh, because they're the Mets." Why are we getting so and here's the thing, Why are we getting confused about this? It's the New York Mets. Right. The Mets do everything opposite of what you should be doing. The Mets why. are the Knicks of baseball. And now they're trying to get rid of Diaz and Vargas and, and Wheeler, which they should because they're not making the playoffs and they all the players that they gave away I'm for just Canola, saying, they, they just should revamp a one-two their, punch of Syndergaard and a healthy Severino. 
That could be some scary. And that could be some scary stuff. Sure, I'm not even thinking. If you could dust off Cy Young and bring him back, that'd be great too. It's come on, not, come on, Joe. Got a better but, chance but, of that happening. But here's the thing: we've talked about. Come this. on, come, okay. Hold we'll on. start. We'll start Hap as our number. Okay, two. so okay. here's the here's the thing: we've talked about this. What and you said this? What pitcher are you going to go out and say that is the guy that's going to make? I already him? know what he's going to say. No, I no no. Hold on. Marcus Stroman, Marcus Stroman is not the guy that can be like, I'm, all of a sudden the Yankees are going to be the best team because we got Marcus Stroman. Right. Bumgarner's this and that guy. Syndergaard is that different echelon of pitcher. But he, you're not getting no, him. I know. There could be a possibility, but I don't think. Depends on what the Yankees would offer. I don't think the Yankees. I would love to see I don't what think they the would Yankees offer. I saw, will. Flor, I saw Florio and um and the pitcher Garcia just start out with. But I know the Mets would just say, nah, whatever. That's fine. I would love to see just what the first offer, initial offer would be to them. If they even thought about, well, they probably have told both the teams. Mets, consider Mets it. probably go, "Oh, how you doing?" It's the Yankees click, right? And it's not going to happen. They're, that's why they're the Met- not going to help the Yankees win a World Series. And the Mets, that's why the Mets will struggle. And there's for nobody them. else. There's no one else available. That's that locked that, down. And, and nothing. And nobody else that worthy of giving away. Right. I think guy. you hope to God Sevy makes his way back. Yes. Again, I think when Betances comes back, I think you utilize him as an opener. I still think they I should think make a move c- for continue pitcher, to incorporate the opener every single yeah. week. It's working. Well, they're eight and zero when uh, Green starts. Keep doing it. You know the Yankees are twelve and three when Nestor Cortez Jr. He's is been, in the game. He's been great. Four and zero on the year. He's great. Well, except he didn't have that great a night against the Twins. Yeah, but but I, I know, I know, nobody, nobody did. I know, <laughs> that, that, nobody yeah, did. That when tough. I watched that series, and it, I don't want to take away from the Red Sox game last night because it really I turned it off by the six inning. But I was at work that was one of the craziest series. Yankees could have easily gotten swept or won all three because they came back in game one. Now they end up losing. Chapman looked awful in one of the games. I don't know how they won, a, won that game. Didi, pay him now. Don't oh, yeah, lock him up. Lock him up. Can we keep Taupman? I mean, he's been great. Uh, all right, so He's been quick, great. I, I had an argument with an idiot yesterday. Just <laughs> an absolute listen. idiot. Tell the story. Uh, who suggested that – uh, when Stanton comes back, there's no way you could sit Talkman. It's, uh, you know, you got to go with the hot hand. Here's the thing. So is that like Romine has a hot thing and we don't bring back Gary Sanchez? But here's the thing. This is crazy talk. The best Mike T in baseball since May the 5th is not Mike Trout. It's Mike Talkman. Yeah, he's been great. And he's got seven outfield assists. And he's only played in like half Trout, the game. Mike Listen Trout, to this. Because Mike Trout has been absurd. He's hitting, going into last night, 516 in the month of July with 11 RBI in 11 games, a 397 batting average, and a 472 OBP since May the 5th. That's the highest in both categories in all of baseball. He's been great. He's, been he's great hitting 448 off lefties. And it's 13 for 29. It's not like it's he had uh, the key walk the other night for Hicks. Size. He had the key walk for Hicks to have the two-run shot. He's, he's been, been great. But he's been unbelievable. Giancarlo Stanton is a tremendously better player than Mike Talkman. It's not even close. Right? Just go with me for a minute, boys. I can't believe this has to be said to grown men. But that's not how it works. See, normally Mike Talkman hits a buck 80. And you're struggling. You try to get a. You bring in a Cameron Maben. He hits 220, hits a home run. Then he gets hurt. These guys outperform. This was amazing. But that's what these guys are. They're role players. We found out last year Austin Romine is not an everyday catcher because oh, that's what one of my questions was, and I'm glad you said that. And I said, no, but you're 100 percent right. I get Joe. fired up. And Trevor, you know you're right <laughs> because well, no, it's it's just it's comical because it's like it's like the backup quarterback. He has two good starts, and next, you know what? Yeah, uh, he should be the starter. Wait, Peyton Manning's 
It's coming back around. We shouldn't start him. No, I know, I know. So because that one time, Nick Foles, that one time, yeah, relax. I'm, I'm glad that you said all of that stuff because questions. Why is this team so special? And I saw you just posted something, your article about the quest for 28, and why? How does it separate them from everybody else? What makes them so special? This team. This team's clutch. This team is. This team is clutch. They are fighters. They, they've bro. got a team batting average right now. 299 with runners in scoring position. As a team, you know, you know, Glaber and LeMayhew and Urshela have off-the-chart numbers. Yeah. As a team, 299. That is the highest ever single season for the Yankees. It was done by the 1998 team. They hit 299 with runners in scoring position. And this Again, team has the second-best record in 100 games since the 98, which won seven, it was, I think they had 72 wins. We're at 66 or 70, 64 somewhere. Yeah. Around. Go uh, ahead. 33 comeback wins. The Yankees are 22 and 18 when the other team scores first. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll spot you a lead. We'll, there don't, no other team We spotted a, you an 8-2 lead, and that game was probably one of the best games I've seen in a long time. Sorry. No other team has a 500 record when giving up a run first in, in, in their games. It, it, this team is resilient. The depth on this team is insane. Look, Gary Sanchez can can go out on the IL for a week. You're going to be fine because Romine and and, uh, and Nagashiyawa are going to do fine. You got Voigt. You got LeMahieu. You got Edwin Encarnacion at, at at first DH. I, I mean, mean he's, Talkman. there's so much depth right now. It's 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 almost ridiculous. So you can't stop this team. There, again, it's 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 another guy every night stepping up. You look at what LeMahieu and and Talkman did against Colorado. What Hicks and Didi did against the Twins. I mean, the these guys are great, and and there hasn't this has been huge. But there, nobody's gone other than Gary Sanchez, who I believe was hurt. No one's really gone through a sustained slump. slump. Yeah. You haven't seen it from anybody all year. Even when Hicks was struggling, we talked about this. He missed spring training. He needed to get his legs they said, under wait till he gets 100 at bats. Until, ever since we said that, even Encarnacion, ever since yeah, we I said mean, that stuff, those guys and, are starting to And I'm glad up. you brought up that, trip, uh, Joe, because I was going to go to the point is, Sanchez, Joe, going on to DL, I actually think it's a good thing. And most people are like, well, why would you? I just think, first of all, I think there's something wrong with the thumb. You could tell he's slumping. I think, first of all, you lucky he didn't get hurt the first time he run the bat because he did the same thing the first time running down the line. Yep. And I couldn't understand what the hell he was doing. But I think right now for the Yankees, listen, they always talk about the dog days of August. He's going to be able to go back right now, recoup, relax, get the legs back under you, get the hamstring, get the groin, get the thumb all rested. That's fine. It's almost like for me, I look at it as a bye week. Let him get two or three weeks off. I don't care because this team is still going to make the playoffs and still going to win the division. But I need him healthy and ready to rock and roll in September and October, by giving him two or three weeks off, this could give him rest, and it might also give him the ability to go back and work on his hitting, which has been struggling mightily since the All-Star break. That is true. Yes. And Gardner Gardner as well. Just add to the list. Gardner became the 23rd Yankee this season to go on the IL. That's three more than all last season. And we talked about it anyways. Go ahead. Which is unbelievable in their, what their record is. And 23 players on the IL this year is amazing. And it's not like it's like ba- it's not like it's mid-level players. It's almost it's, like every major guy has been on the It's some team. of the big names of their team, the biggest names of the team. It's Don't forget am- the month of August belongs 
to Gary Sanchez. But, but that's why I'm saying it. I think it's best oh, that yeah. he's let, 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 let him be healthy and let, two, let him do what he does. I got two more questions for you. What do you expect from the Yankees tonight and the rest of the series coming back from the shellacking of last night? I mean, 19 to 3, Joe. That's, you never, I mean, I get it because that team just went through a bar fight with the Twins, the three games, and that was a slugfest as well. They were so beat up. Pitching was so beat up to come into Boston. Crap, know, they had to get Tarpley to race and in. We know he how was fin- literally coming off the, and we know off how the Fenway, bus, dressing and, we know and jumping how, in the third inning. We know how Fenway is to us sometimes, and we know how that team can be. And this is why I'm talking Listen, Boston. that lineup is loaded. What do you expect from them tonight? And what do you expect for the next two nights as well? Look, no one's no one's freaking out over one game. Again, 19 Oh, we runs. had Red Sox fans breaking our stones after Nin- one 19 game. runs earned you one win and one game in the standings. Congratulations. So you're still, you're still 10 and if back. we split the series, you don't you don't gain no ground. Correct. You're still 10 back. You know, it, it, this is this is bigger for Boston than it is for the Yankees. You think so? I do. I do because look, it's funny you say they, that. The only they I need say- to they need to win a lot of games. And the Yankees need to lose a lot of games just for them to make up ground. See, they were saying yesterday. I think it's important you know for the Yankees, funny? On the Yes Network, on ESPN, you know what they were all talking about? If the Yankees sweep the Red Sox. That's what they were talking about, the Yankees sweeping the Red Sox. That they, the Yankees would do what the Red Sox did to the Yankees last year. Now, the Yankees still made the playoffs, but could really just knock them out. Like, see you later. Sweep them four games, and, and then the Red Sox confidence become well, but if don't they forget. Beat, if they beat the Sox three out of four, that's a huge booster for them. I know they're great. Don't forget after the series, you got two with the Diamondbacks, and you got Boston at home for four more. So, again, Yankees could get swept. You go and you take care of business Arizona. You go home and you slap them around. 14-0-1 of the last 15 series at home, dating back to April 16th against Boston. They have not lost a series at home since April 16th. Are you kidding me? So this team needs to win the division. They need to have the best record of baseball because they need to be at Yankee Stadium. I'm not worried about how the – if the Yankees get swept, I think that's not the end of the world. I think it's – it'll, it'll matter how they respond to it. I think it's how they get swept, though, Joe. It's a difference. Like, if they get beat First up, all, they're, the not gonna, the they're not going to get swept. They're not going to get swept. The pitching's been bad all week. No, no, Nobody I'm... was shocked by what happened. The Red Sox clearly have Tanaka's number. They've seen him so many times no, but over I'm... the years now. But if they got beat down like this whole series, it was just say one. Of, it's like one of those beat I don't down. think it's going to happen, but sure. I don't think so either, but this Red Sox team is rocking right now. But I, I think people forget it. it's 10 games the, back the Yankees. Still. I know, but guess what? You don't want to play this team in the playoffs. I, I, I said that. That was I wanna, team. I want to knock them so far out of the playoffs that I don't have to even worry about them in the wild card, that it's the A's I, and the Rays or that Cleveland. Too. That was the one because team that I don't want to play in the playoffs. I think I'd rather, I think I'd rather play Houston than Boston because there is a thing. We talk about it in sports, rivalries. The team could be 0-10. The other team could be 10-0. It's familiarity. Yes. It's yep. the reason why they light up Tanaka. It's the reason they je- – like, think about who got to Mariano Rivera more than anybody. Mariano and Por- – I meant – sorry, Manny and Ortiz. I mean, they got him all the time. And everyone else. Bill Miller. Yep. <laughs> Kevin Millar. Veritek. They all had his number Shea from time Hellebrand. to time. Yep. When time you see season. the same guy that many times, I think Tanaka's seen the Red Sox too many times. I think it's time to pull the plug on that. I don't expect the rest of the series to be the disaster it was last night. Although, again, with juiced baseballs, I don't know. Last question. Trade deadline next week. Who will be a New York Yankee? I think Marcus Stroman will be. 
I don't have a problem with it. I'm not clamoring for the guy. I know he, you know, he put something up on Twitter about being savage. I kind of dug that a little bit. Uh, he's had a pretty good year. The record obviously doesn't look great, good, but, but the ERA has been great. Is he a lockdown guy? No. Can he give you six or seven innings, yeah. two runs or less? Ground ball yeah. Pick, Can ground I, will ball I take pick. that at this point? Probably. If it's going to cost anything major, then forget about it. But I think the Yankees get it done, and I don't think it's going to cost them who you think it's going to. Blank will be on the Yankees next week. I, th- I just think it's the same thing. I think it's Stroman. Because the way I look at it is, Bumgarner's not going nowhere. Cleveland's not going to trade Bauer, I don't think. They're too close to the playoff race. I don't think they tra- I wouldn't be Bauer. shocked if they grabbed a reliever as well. Somebody well, of the left-handed well, well, thing they also said is would, they might do a package there where it would be Ken Giles, the reliever from Toronto, with Stroman. And then he would give up like a bunch of prospects. Yeah. Bunch of, now, I think if that deal goes down, I think Debbie Garcia and Florio are going to probably be the, the one, two, what everyone's asking price. Because this market is, has not, is not even close to a buyer's market. This is all sellers. If you're a seller, you can get a ransom for anyone that's even good this year. That's why the Mets, if they were smart, they would trade the guys we talked about, Syndergaard and Vargas and Wheeler, and really just load up their French their you know their bottom. I'm gonna gear. go I'm gonna go bold. I said it last week. I think Syndergaard will be a New York Yankee. I'd love to see it, but I, I don't think I will buy you the biggest chicken cutlet grinder you've ever seen Speaking, in your life. I'm so I'd like gl- to see maybe, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm Mike so Weiner. glad you said that because are you getting a little nervous now with Gary going to the IL and only at twenty four home runs? The bet is thirty five home runs, correct? Is it 35? Is Did it 30? We, Come on. See, I mean, it was 30 originally. I'll make it 35. I still I, think you'll do I it. I think it was still 30, but I was laughing because I think I joked with you even on the messenger. I said, oh, boy, he's been struggling. Now he's going to go on the IL. Is it 30? I think it is 30. I'll, okay. I'll tell you what I'll okay. do. It doesn't okay. even matter. I'll tell you what I'll do. I want him to. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. This is the kind of guy I am. Uh-oh. I'll split it with you. 33 homers. 30. He'll hit 32 or more. Yep. That's the bet. Okay, so no, it's got to be 32 and a half. You want to do double or nothing 32 now? and a half. What's a half a home run? No, no, no. rule double? Which means he has to hit 33. Inside the Parker. Yeah, fine. 33. I got him locked because in Because if he 33. hit 32, we'd be, we'd be um, on a dead tie. It's a push. Are we doubling up the stakes now? No. This is not double or nothing? No. Okay. Why double it? You no, but I'll it. tell you what. You're changing. you up the stakes. If so. I have to buy you a sandwich, I will buy myself one too. So it is kind of double or nothing. All right, so I guess. So, <laughs> buy it two either way. So we got something too, I guess, if Syndergaard's a New York Yankee by next week? Yeah. What do you want to do? Surprise me. You want you want one of those sandwiches? Oh, yeah. Weathersfield Pizza House. <laughs> We're coming. A question was just asked, do you think Boston makes a move? I don't think they make any big move. If anything, they try to get a, a couple small pieces. I think they try pieces. to get another pitcher. No, it's, and it's going to be bullpen help. Or it's all bullpen. about their bullpen because I, you listen to the thing. If their starters can pitch the way they are supposed to, with that offense, everything else should follow suit. So Andrew Kashner, since Boston got him 0-2, he's, gone, gotten, uh, yeah, he's gotten four, four homers. He, uh, he hadn't given up a home run in his so, last five starts in Baltimore. So seven he goes innings to Boston tonight. and he falls. So seven pieces. innings tonight, three-hit ball. Who's gives pitching up for one the Yanks tonight? Who's pitching? Paxton. Oh. I say Paxton gives you five solid, two runs, four hits, three Ks. Mark it down. Three home runs. Guess. No, one home run. First okay. inning. Okay. Is huge. Okay. Definitely. Devers yeah. and, and Bogarts, man, are... Yanks 9-7 tonight. That's going to be the final. <laughs> okay. Hopefully they do. Not as much of a slugfest. 7-6 Yankees. 
I just want to win. I don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't care. Just keep winning. 19 I don't to care. 3. Yeah. Yeah, right? 16 to 4, boss. Ladies and gentlemen, we are saying off. Joe, as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks you for are having the me. Best. Thanks for showing up, too. I'm glad you got to make it. I was watching you guys on my phone, and I was like, I'm doing it. He made it. I did. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are Keys to the City. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. You can follow us. You can check us out as well. If you didn't get to see today's episode, go to YouTube. You can go to Spotify. It's pretty cool. That one. Yeah, it Spotify. is. iTunes, Amazon Prime. We're all over the place. Keys to the City. Check us out. Bigger and better things coming. Football is starting to pick up. We'll see how the Yanks do. Trade deadline. A lot of things happening. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.